It's Dr. Lisa, and it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I am so excited to be here today. I have the most amazing guest for you. I have Leah Salent of, of Castle Black, and um, she's the uh, lead singer, writer of her band, and she is here with me today, and we're here partly because we're celebrating the fact that she's going to be playing at uh, the Lantern Hall this coming Saturday night, June 27th. And um, the show starts at 8. Castle Black's going to be on around 10. And if you want to go there, you should. It's right near the L train Morgan stop and it's really really close just a couple of blocks 52 Harrison place it's a really awesome place and it's really an authentic Bushwick place great place to see bands and I know that Lee's excited about being on this sh- on the on that show and probably this show too hi Lee hi how are you good um anyway but we were just talking you said you played last weekend too Right. Yes, we uh, we played at a house party or house show in uh, New Paltz. Yeah, New I was York. being really envious of uh, Lee because she gets to travel with mm-hmm. her band. And I was thinking about it. Doesn't it sound so exciting and glamorous? Because it is. And so is she. Uh, so um, we're going to play a bunch of her songs today. A bunch of the band songs, really. They're really, really awesome. It's fantastic music. And uh, the band is definitely like a band on the rise. Because, uh, first of all, uh, everyone here at Radio Free Brooklyn says so. And we have, like, the most amazing group of uh, music, music-educated, local uh, local band aficionados here. So that's one big reason. But um, if you go on the BlackCastleNewYorkCity.com website, you can see all the amazing reviews, which is blew me away a little bit into... It's a little bit intimidating. It's a little bit intimidating. But we're okay, right, Lee? <laughs> yes, we're okay. yes. Yeah, yeah, you're cool. I'm cool. All right, so um, I just want uh, Lee, before, I want you to hear our music right away, but I um, want you to hear just a tiny bit about who's her band, who's in it, and uh, what what her music's about, that stuff. Go, quick. Uh, well, I mean, I have a, I have a fabulous band, so it w- I would be remiss if I didn't mention them. Uh, Lisa, we've got Lisa on bass and, and backing vocals and Matt on drums. So, uh, we've been playing together a few years and yeah, I mean, it's, it's largely, you know, rock music, um, very alternative grunge influenced, punk influenced, but, um, you know, very melodic. It's highly original and, uh, it, it really doesn't fit neatly into any category and, uh, they're great performers, so you should really see them. But just to get you get everybody started, I'm going to play their this first song, "Rise," and then uh, we're going to get into the psychology behind it. Okay, okay, Lee, sounds good. All right. And a one, and a two, and oh my God, where did it go? Here it is. So, um, Lee, tell us a little bit about your album while I'm get, get gearing this up. Uh, well, Rises off of the recently released EP, Trapped Under All You Know, which we released in August of 2017. And there, it's a four-song EP 
the trajectory of the songs on the album, they kind of go in a storytelling order. Um, so that was really important to us to kind of have that just plan for, you know, the way that the songs were ordered on the album. Um, and this song and rise is, uh, is the last song I believe on the album. And we'll talk about, you know, kind of the meaning of it after.
Whoa. So how does that feel? Like, how do you feel right now after hearing that? Like, what's that like for you? What's it like being a musician? What's that like? How, how do you it, it's cool hearing, you know, it's it's definitely cool hearing your song. It's yeah. Weird. Because yeah. I don't know. No. Do you feel like, oh, this is this is something I made out in the world? Yeah, of course. And then yeah. you just hear it in, in different ways. Every In every new context where you hear your song, you kind of hear it in a different way. And then, you know, I look at you and see what you're doing, you know. Just you, you kind of just, it's interesting because you, you're so close to it. So trying to get some perspective on it is, is always fascinating. It's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I relate to that, uh, in, uh, you know, putting a piece of art out there. And it's really very similar. It's kind of, it's right. interesting seeing how these creative processes are the same. But anyway, I know that, um, your work, although it's not like literally personal, I know that it all comes from a really personal place. So I thought it would be, f- fun for me <laughs> maybe difficult for you but uh you know it'd be good to talk about like the emotions like what 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 you feel like when you where's that coming from what are you trying what what are you trying to tell us well arise like many of, of my songs when i write them I, you know it's not necessarily a, a conscious thing but i do bring in different stories kind of into the same song so there might be rise is, is really a song for me it was a song about kind of finding this inner power that you've been told your entire life that you don't have and kind of that that journey of going through that but a lot of the imagery in that song I also pulled from a relationship that I was having at the time so it's it's all kind of interesting because there's this there's this crossover and I think that's why a lot of the songs um you know for many people it's very easy to connect with them because they are very open in that sense you can apply mm-hmm. it to many things mm-hmm. so can can I can I ask you a little more? Can we go a little like more specific about <laughs> like just sure. give us one. I love speaking vaguely. <laughs> well, give us you said about a situation like with the in a relationship and then you know what else you were talking about like where you were at the time. Can you be a little more specific and give us maybe just a little insight into that? Well, yeah, but it, so the, I mean the, the whole song is, you know, is really about the concept of yeah, just being being told never really being given encouragement in your entire life, you know, for whatever and then having to find that on your own. So finding your way on your own and unleashing this power that that you've always had that's always been there and you know that, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's a journey to get there. Uh but at the same time when I was when I was writing the lyrics, there was also I was bringing in a lot of images from, you know, from a relationship I had at that point, which I also felt like this person who didn't really understand me. And you're just kind of, you know, you're going through the motions mm-hmm. and you're, you're, you're with someone that's supposed to be, you know, you're supposed to be so close with this person, the closest person in your life. And you realize that they're not. And I think that's the same thing that when I wrote the song really about the the more, you know, being alienated and being kind of mm-hmm. you're told you're not you're not good enough to do something mm-hmm. it was kind of the same way. Like I was in a situation with someone mm-hmm. who wasn't even really supporting my my so, dreams or my passions. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we we've yeah. Um, so it's like rise I'm getting out say of that. Something that that people will hate, but I think that happens. It happens a lot, and I've heard it a lot from um, you know women that are really driven uh, about the guy. But anyway, the point I was going to make was it seems like maybe that's a little bit of a pattern, like maybe some of the patterns that you brought growing up in your childhood were reflected back in the relationship. And that's where the tie-in could possibly be. I, don't I know. mean, it's possible. Just for me, it was, you know, it just stood out in my head. Like mm-hmm. it were just, there were just ideas that, that just mm-hmm. kind of you know, submit to both, both avenues of the song, you know. So um, I wanted to... Um, 
get us to understand your background a little bit because I think that it's relevant in right right now because as far as the obstacles you had uh, to becoming to doing what you're doing now. I mean, you said like when you were growing up, um, I know that we had talked earlier and um, you had actually really started out writing as a little kid. So why don't we talk about how um, your creative process came out of, you know, that and, and you danced, you found your way into dance, all that stuff. Let's, let's hear about that. Right. Well, I think I, I really, I was pretty, you know, I was pretty quiet as a child. And I think I was, you know, I, I wasn't an only child, but my siblings were a lot older. So I, I spent a lot of time alone and I, I, um, I wrote a lot, you know, even from a very young age from when I was like five. Uh, and then I started dancing. So I think I fell in love with rhythm through dance and, you know, continued when I was in high school writing poetry and, and just really had this outlet writing short stories. Like really just, just that was my outlet was, was through words and then also through the body and through, through that kind of release. Mm-hmm. So, um, I didn't start playing guitar until after college. And at, at that point, it just kind of all made sense to me, uh, mm-hmm. because you have the performance aspect, you have the writing aspect and you have just the, the music. Aspect. And music and dance are really related and right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you're learning how to move through music and I guess you're learning how to move words through music sort of right. in a way. But um, what what were you trying, do you remember what you were trying to express as a little girl? Or was it just that you had a lot of th- thoughts going on in your mind or? I just, I mean, I just really was always in my head. I didn't really feel like, you know, and I wouldn't really call it obstacles. I just didn't really feel like I fit in where I was. I didn't feel like that was my place. And mm-hmm. I, I always felt that from a young age that I was not you, where I was supposed to do be. Do you think, how much older are your siblings? You have two siblings, right? Yes. So yeah. how much older are they? Like 10 to 12 years. Do you think maybe that made you feel a little like an outsider? I mean, it's possible because you're the, you know, you're the third child and you're coming in. And, but I mean, I was always just a little bit set apart from, you know, from you're a little my bit family. of a freak. I was the black sheep <laughs> <laughs> in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change that for the world. Mm-hmm. And I think no. it's those experiences, honestly, in the way that it came into music that make me able to, to say th- what I'm saying through my songs. Right. Do you think you were more directed than the average girl you grew up with or more determined in a way? I don't know. I think I, I think I had a lot to get through and a lot to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people are able to, you know, just kind of zoom out of stuff and, and be, be fine right away. I mean, for mm-hmm. me, it took me a little bit longer to find myself. So what were the obstacles? Did you not feel supported in your, in your creativity as a kid or? I definitely, I mean, I didn't come from a musical family, so I, I wasn't, what did that your parents wasn't encouraged. Do? Uh, they were, I mean, just, you know, like, Blue collar, regular, stuff. yeah, blue collar people, regular, regular, people and they there. they didn't like, they they didn't have like a lot of music at home, and they didn't take you to. They weren't like cultivated culturally in any way, or I mean, my my dad listened to a lot of music. My my older brother did, so I mean, I I, I was around stuff that they listened to, right? And heard, but they weren't but like dragging you out to bands and stuff no, like that. no, definitely not. Yeah. But what did they say about your creativity? What about your writing? What about your dancing when you're growing up? I mean, they were they were totally supportive of yeah of mm-hmm. writing and dancing. What did they expect? Yeah. What did they expect you to do? Not be a musician? Um, well, I guess I wasn't really thinking of it then. But even when I thought of you know dance as a as a potential option, I mean that that's just not where they came from. And I think for me, it was mm-hmm. really having to fall into my own thinking patterns because you're you're just young and you don't you're just right and you don't have a direct example there. 
Right. Did you ever think of being a professional dancer? I mean, I did. You know, what kind of dance or what? You've been like modern dance? I did a lot of modern ballet. Ballet. Tap. Maybe ballet. I mean, but tap is, I mean, I see tap as a percussive expression is is amazing. You you did tap. Yeah. That's so cool. Do you ever think, that would be great. I still have tap shoes. So Have you thought about integrating it into, that would be awesome. I have because I've seen it. I've seen like one or two bands who have had a tap dancer and I thought it was fucking amazing. So yeah, it was pretty cool. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Um, Yeah. So tap dancing, I can see that as a really direct influence. But like, did you go, you went to college? I did. And what did you study in college? Spanish literature. Whoa. Yeah. So do you speak, you speak Spanish fluently? I used to speak better than I do now, but But yeah, yeah. I mean, I do, I did. Languages and music are kind of related, I think, right? In the same brain, brain area. So um, what did you, I mean, what did you think you were going to do when you graduated? What did your, you know, what was the expectation? I think for me, honestly, it was just, I wanted to get out of you know, my town and I, I really wanted to come to New York. So I, I just needed to think of a, you know, I just need to make money and be able to come here. And then I would figure it out after that. I mean, the expectation for me, for my family was, you know, I did well in school and then I would, you know, go to college and not, not study something artistic, um, which I did. Right. But it's, uh, you know, you can't, when something is in you so strong, I don't think it's, it's that easy to, uh, mm-hmm. to overlook. So, so. here's, here's a, an important point. I think that you just said that you did well in school. So in like you were somebody that your parents saw as trustworthy and uh, somebody who was able to make things happen and somebody who was doing well, who was who was who was able to succeed in whatever situation you were in kind of right well yeah but that's a dangerous place because i think they they i was out doing things i shouldn't have been doing but because i did well in school no one really cared so i could do whatever i wanted and right. not they wouldn't question it i mean they did if they found out they did but i mean i was i was out doing what i wanted because i did well in school drugs and sex i hope <laughs> uh, i won't say yeah um she's in a band drug sex alcohol what come on uh but you know what you can't you can't be doing what lee's doing if you're a deadbeat and you get overwhelmed by that stuff that's the thing but i can imagine that um your parents giving you a lot of freedom because they, in their own mind, were allowed to trust you because the way society trusted you by doing well in school, they were doing their job. And so you were able to find your own way without having them on your case, maybe. Well, it's a little different than that, kind of. But I mean, they, they were for, for other things. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, how is it? Do- I'm sure it it's, is. Uh, yeah, tell us. <laughs> well, no, it's just that, yeah, I mean, that's that's part of it. But I think also it's like the way they, yeah, just the way they were raised, I guess. And like the way they then passed it on to like how I was, it was just very, it was very easy to, to just know, and, you know, it's, I was, I was, I understood how people worked even at that young age. Mm-hmm. So I knew what I could get away with and what mm-hmm. I couldn't get away with. Right, right. And you, do you, you handled it all. I mean, do, I'm sure they're proud of you now, right? Yeah, I'm sure. And so do they know that, like, were they ever worried about you? Oh, for sure. Um, but I don't know, like, I don't know to what extent. I mean, we have, you know, it, it's a it's a different communication style than I would I would employ kind of mm-hmm. in my own life. Yeah. But, um, you know. Yeah, you didn't have the Jewish mother I had. That's clear. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like they treated you with respect. And that's right. I mean, I just think it's, it's, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I was young and like, I, we, we had our own problems, you know, like, like, Mm-hmm. They were the one, but again, it, it's not 
it, it's what kind of brought me to where I am. Mm-hmm. So, and also, it sounds like you were motivated a lot by getting it by coming to New York, and that was kind of a lot of your goal. It wasn't like I'm going to be this or that. It's like I want. It's not like I'm going to be a dancer. I have to go to New York. It's like I want to see the world. I want to have a life. I want to be what that. I want to be be in I want to be open to that I want to have whatever that is available to me so I can make whatever I want so I just like needed to get out of that I needed to get out of small town suburbia it yeah. was killing me and yeah, I, I, I can't hated imagine it. I can't imagine well we're glad we're glad we're glad you did um no offense just, to small town suburbia but it was not for well, me some and people I knew that love it. some people move there I met a woman who moved to New Hampshire last night a great writer so you know it's Whatever, you know, it's, I mean, you seem to have good instincts about what makes you, you know, what's good for you. So that's what counts. So I'm going to do a station ID. And then uh, when we come back, we're going to play um, your next, a ne- the next song that we want to play today. And it's called Dark Light, uh, which also has a great video. Yes. On um, castleblackmusic.com and I'm going to post that on my website but um, I just want to remind every first of all I want to say thanks for listening thanks for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn thanks for listening to Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit Um, Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit is on every Thursday live 2 to 3 and we rebroadcast Friday um, 8 to 9 whoops and uh, you know I also want to let you know that we're having a couple of live shows because uh, we like to get out there as Radio Free Brooklyn people and, and meet the people and have fun and, and then do a lot of stuff. And I'm actually doing a live show myself called uh, Who's More Annoying? And um, it's a very it's going to be really, really funny. And I'm going to show you that being in a couple for people on Valentine's Day that are thinking, God, I wish I had a partner I'm going to show you the dark side of that, but also how important love and commitment and working through things are. So uh, come see my new game show called Doc, uh, Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit Who's More Annoying by Radio Free Brooklyn Presents. And it's at the Footlight, which is 465 Seneca Avenue in Ridgewood, Queens. We're also having a uh, RFB Presents live showcase one of our first thursdays at the well series and uh we've got some great bands we're we've got queer country folks have do you do you you know about queer country lee right you probably do Do i do you do yeah i think i know the band one of the bands playing oh okay karen and the sorrows Mm -hmm. great yeah they're yeah um uh americana of nightmare of the nightmare river band you know them I don't. There are post-punk scronky tonkers. Oh, post-punk scronky tonkers, tatters and rags. Sounds cool. Yeah, it's going to be great. And also, that's a really great way to meet all the uh, hosts on Radio Free Brooklyn because we all go to that. And the doors open at 8. It's at the well, 272 Messerol Street, uh, right off the Messerol stop on the Morgan L. So anyway, we got a lot of exciting stuff. I'm going to be busy next week. Jesus, I better get a lot of rest this weekend. So, okay. So but you're ne- coming to the show on Saturday. On Saturday so night. Not that much rest. <laughs> <laughs> well, it starts at 10, so I can sleep till then. True. And, you know, True. go, yeah, and then uh, go to bed early. Okay. So the next song we're going to play is called uh what did i just say i've got so many pieces of paper here dark light 
and then we're going to talk about it. So listen up. Here we go. Dark light. And... Pursue me 
Hello. I wish we had I wish we had a real audience here that we could be all clapping because that's what exactly what would be happening. Are you going to be playing that one? Not on, sure. on Saturday. No, yeah. actually, I think we're starting with it on oh, Saturday. Good, yeah. Good. So I got to get there on time. Yes. Then. Yeah. No, <laughs> I I love that song. Um, Thank you. And so um, it's really interesting, like dark dark light coming at me and stuff like that. So so let's let's hear what what's the thinking behind this. Well, that song is, you know, a lot of the choices that I made in that song, just, you know, even from the structure and, and the way the song builds and the way that the, the lyrics, you know, in the pre-chorus build to the kind of frantic ending, you know, are just mm-hmm. very, very deliberate choices. Um, the the song has two, you know, kind of two parallel paths. A lot of it is really kind of, if you think of it from like the perspective of societal collapse and cycles and just going back to something and kind of like a... I don't know, like a, a, a rebel group out there after the apocalypse has happened, mm-hmm. you know, trying to survive and that there's this really small pocket of people who want to do the right thing. And, and basically what caused the destruction of society were, were these really greedy, awful, horrible people. Mm-hmm. And you can see it happening, you know, because our mm-hmm. current environment, like what's going on. So you, mm-hmm. you see it, right? Um, and then again, it also, there are so many parallels there with being in a relationship of that type. And it doesn't mm-hmm. even necessarily have to be romantic, but it could be, but where... You know, you're Is just it? going through these cycles. <laughs> I mean, it's just the same thing. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. at one point you feel like you, you can't you can't get out of it and you, you go back to it and then you get out of it. And it's like this whole new world. There's this, this whole rebirth and stuff. So there's a lot of like rebirth and, and rebuilding mm-hmm. and total destruction in that song. And if you look at the video, that's kind of what we really wanted to capture was the apocalyptic sense of it. So you see, um, do you see the you see the world that way as sort of, I mean. Um, fucked up. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> fucked up, but. Also that um, there's a certain band of people who are sort of like, like you see yourself as an outsider. Well, I just think like in terms of the world, it's, you know, look at what we're doing to the environment right now. I mean, it was already not like it was great, but under this current administration, mm-hmm. it's it's even worse. The things that Trump is doing to take away the protections to the environment is, is absolutely horrible. So it's not far-fetched to see a society in which we've destroyed our our entire planet so is this something that um is a current i mean like is this something that you see in like human nature or is this something that you see is this more political like a recent thing no i mean i've always felt like that mm-hmm. i can't so think can of a time you, when yeah, i didn't just feel curious. like that i'm just curious because i think i'm curious if it's sort of in your nature one that i agree with personally but right <laughs> no i mean i could tell when i worked at a drugstore when i was in you know my first job in high school and they didn't recycle and I, I used to take the cans home with me really and i just that's like i mean and people can say oh that's such a small thing but it's like yeah it's a small thing but you need to think like that because if you're selfish and you're not thinking like that what are you going to do in the rest of your life well see that's interesting because i could interpret what you were saying in so many different ways you know the environment being one of them but also like the way that we say distribute money or something oh, for else sure yeah but is the environment like a more more consistent theme for you no, I mean, I, I wouldn't say like that song is about the environment, but that's just kind of an example, like in terms of uh-huh. what could potentially cause destruction of the of society to get to that point where mm-hmm. we're we're sitting around like huddled trying to you know yeah. get to the next place. And Are get you the next a little nervous? Is it scary to you? It, it is what it. It kind of just is. Like it's just what it. You know, I don't know. Do I don't like, like it. Do I don't feel, like right. this environment by any means. But I mean, I think it's it's really right now is about just 
speaking up when something isn't right. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. So is this right a now. way of you speaking up then? Well, I mean, I just think this song or just kind of it. came like that's just how it that's just what it ended up being about, you know. So. Right. So so but do you see yourself as somebody who has sort of made sacrifices to like, do you see yourself? I mean, maybe I'm projecting, but like, do you <laughs> see yourself as somebody who's sort of making sacrifices and other people aren't kind of thing or? No, I just think that there's there's and it it, it, it doesn't just span that piece but i think there are so many people that don't think outside of themselves and i'm not saying i I do it perfectly or or whatever (laughs) but like i mean i I think that's that's problematic like when all you see is yourself Mm -hmm. and how does something affect you so you see that as a like theme that can be kind of um a, a lens that can be put onto a lot of things that would make all of our lives better if people just thought about other, other people, people for sure just that yeah. basic basic thought it's such a basic thing and mm-hmm. that's why it surprises me so much mm-hmm. I, I try to like I, I don't i can't get into the mind of someone who decides to you know take down the birds mating ground you know and, and take the protection off of that and then put these birds in danger like i don't i just i just don't understand that mm-hmm. mentality so it's hard for me to were you brought up with around that. a lot of nature I mean, a small town, was there nature, you know, was it like, was it rural at all or? No, it was no. pretty shitty suburbia. I pretty mean, it wasn't, suburbia. yeah, there was no, but I mean, I, I've always, you know, I've connected with nature. I mean, I, I love that. That's what we <laughs> come from it. Like that's, Nature's it's, cool. I'm into I mean, nature. I, I mean, animals, you I'm know, there, there's, there's just a lot, there are a lot of can, issues out can there. Can you make um, a connection with um, the relationship or the, um, you know, combination of relationships that you were talking about, like about that thought of thinking about yourself within a relationship, um, how somebody might have treated you better or something that might have. Can you illuminate on that a little bit, how that translates for you where somebody isn't thinking about themselves or if they had thought about themselves, it would have been better for the relationship. Can we learn anything there? No, but I think honestly from the song, it goes to your point. I'm not like not answering that yeah, question, no, no. but um, I think the song darkly can really be summed up. If you, if you look at the pre-choruses, like the first one is we are nothing, we are nothing this way. Um, and we won't last another day. And then you move on to the next one. And it's like, we are nothing today moving forward. Again, we see no other way you're back in it. You're back in whatever this is, this destructive thing, whether that's mm-hmm. society or not. And then the end, we are nothing this way in another time, another day. And what does that mean? I mean, mm-hmm. is that is that projection? Is that fantasy? Mm-hmm. Is that real? Is that what is that? And I think that's the question that mm-hmm. it isn't answered. And I don't can't say I wrote it in any specific way. No, but I, I think it's beautiful because it's in another time, another day. You know, what is so, what is that? So, well, it's so true. And it's also the uh, addresses the hum, the possibilities of being a human being <laughs> and, you know, being in a relationship because um, I'm wondering, I guess, if you've had relationships where you've broken up and gotten back together oh yeah for sure and and you know and and a lot of stuff is timing you know it really is i think and that's kind of what that line really is about it's like it's not like you're maybe you're the wrong people for each other but i mean maybe it was the timing maybe there's there's a timing thing and that's the same thing with you know if you think of it from a societal perspective well maybe you know in another world in another universe Mm -hmm. this this wouldn't be happening well i could kind of see that because even now with um i i can see that sort of like breaking up you know having a like the breaking up with society and getting back together or whatever that means whatever i'm trying to say here but what i what i am thinking about is like um how um this administration is 
you know, um, just ruining, raping, ruining the environment, abusing the environment. And there's part of me, I mean, it's, we're all very upset about it. And there's part of me that just kind of like hopes we get back together, meaning I hope that the next administration or when they send Trump to jail, whatever happens, <laughs> uh, things can be improved. The things that are most disturbing are the things that we know are being ruined that can't come back. But and as I don't, I don't have children, right? But I don't understand how someone with children makes those decisions. I mean, you're you're taking you're taking away from every generation that is not even Mm -hmm. generations that haven't come yet. And I just I don't understand it. Well, I think there's a lack of. I mean, I personally think that there's a real lack of consciousness. I don't think you know. I mean, well, Trump is the golden example of somebody who can't think other about others, cannot think outside himself whatsoever. So he, right. it's kind of a it's kind of a gold standard of what that is. Right. And I think that's pretty much what you're talking about. Yes, lack of consciousness. I mean, is exactly kind of what I was yeah talking about before, but you said it yeah perfectly. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I feel feel good. Um. Okay, so um, the third song that we're going to be playing today is, uh, and then, you know, stick with us because I'm going to try, hopefully we'll get to end a little early and I'll be able to fit in some more Black Castle because you guys have two CDs? We have three. We have three Three, EPs. Three CDs. uh, As of right now, we're recording the the Mm -hmm. next in February. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So that's coming up. It is. So um, anyway, so the... the, um, Next song is Broken Bright Star. We're recording this this video this weekend.
Whoa. It's good. Go. So, uh, you know what I think that's about? You you tell me. I'm just going to okay. I'm just going to have fun and guess. <laughs> sure. Um, so, this is sort of what it it sounds like to me. This is what it reminds me of. It reminds me of being with a guy who uh is kind of got like a huge amount of potential, broken bright star, and he wasting away like he keeps he keeps like uh you know like i had this boyfriend once who say i think i'm gonna go get i'm gonna paint today i'm gonna go get some paint on a canvas and then nothing ever happens and then he winds up feeling depressed and then you want you we me i wind up feeling bad about him and then uh but it, it just escalates into like a lot of bad self-esteem on both people's sides for me and then uh there's a big apology and then you go back again and it's a like wasting away again is that is that relevant in any way my my projection there no but i love it because that (laughs) means that you know the song is highly interpretable and that's what i want i want people to see their own reality in it and that's that's great that makes me so happy oh good so yeah not that that was your situation but that that you can relate to that uh yeah, Broken Bright Star. I mean, in Broken Bright Star is, is the title, and and that is a it's about a person that um, has so many good things going for them, so much potential, but is broken in in so many ways. And you know, I am the type of person I, I internalize things. I, I take on people's energy. I'm really empathic. So it's like I in those situations until you learn how to control that, you can end up really, really. I'm the one wasting away in that song. That chorus is wasting oh. away. Is you you are. You have drawn yourself in. You have let yourself, you know, be in this energy, and and the whole song is about getting out of that. And that's the the, the best thing about that song is at the end, um, you know, it's, it, will things end? Well, never began, and that's that's just the way it is. And it's like coming to that realization that that is not. You have to know when to cut things off, and you can't always see this beautiful thing in someone. You have to really weigh. Well, is there more? Is there more negative to it than not? Mm-hmm. Or like what's what's really what the what's the possibilities even though you know what they're capable of if they can't do it they can't do it and yeah and you know just just like this thing that comes in and out of your life and it's it's you know it's you have to you have to make that decision and you have to be your own power and and i wrote that song actually uh for for brooklyn people It it was really fun i was walking past mccarran park it came into my head and I stopped, went in the park and did a recording, you know, on my phone so I didn't oh, forget it. And just like that. Just like that. Just like that. Isn't that a fun talent to have? <laughs> well, no, like that, that was the easiest song I've ever written, not to make it, but that really was. Like, and the song's no, like simple but, chords. It's like, it's, yeah, yeah, but, but it really came out. It really, really came out of you. You know, it's interesting um, because you say, and I, and I, and this is, makes sense to me the more I've spent time with you or whatever, um, or listened to you talk. Um, is that you are really empathetic and I, and I get that and I get that you get what other people put out there. Um, and you, and it, it like seeps into you, I think, right. Is that it's, yeah, yeah it's dangerous, yeah. you know, but, but I also think the way you present, as we like to say in psychobabble <laughs> is that, um, people don't think they're affecting you. They don't realize how they're affecting you. I think so. In other words, um, I can imagine somebody being around you and not taking responsibility for their own behavior affecting you because they don't see it reflected in you in a superficial way. Probably. Is, is that right. true? I mean, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm extremely emotional. I'm very in touch with my emotions. Like, and I, I don't know. I, I guess people don't expect that or that I actually 
I don't know, like I'm listening to you too, if I'm spending time with you or whatever, I, I am, that's not a frivolous decision. I you know, right. find a lot of people really annoying. So, you know, I right. just think like not taking that lightly is, is right, kind of right. not but, understood. But it, but I think it's really interesting for all of us. Uh, and I'm going to end on the, the interview on this note. I think it's really interesting for all of us because what, what, what I'm trying to say is that, um, a lot of people are real sponges for you, you, your energy, everything about you. And they are noticing things about you that, um, you may, we all notice things about other people we don't notice about ourselves. But, um, a lot of times because somebody doesn't say something or they're not reacting, it doesn't mean that we're not affecting them. So the point is that we should all feel good and take, um, care in how we respond to other people and how we affect other people. You can't always do, you try to do your best. You're going to fuck it up. But if you truly care and give a shit, I think that comes through, right? Is that what you, would you agree with that? You can tell us. I do. Mean, who means well? Well, I don't know. I mean, sometimes <laughs> you can, but no, I think if, if you've good intuition, not everyone does, but you can kind of know what someone's motives are. And that's the most important thing whether people say the right exact things or not. So we're not getting into minutia here. Anyway, I hope you guys don't fuck up out there. Be nice to people. It's the most important thing. I want to make sure that we get to talk about just one more time. I just want to remind you guys, go to Lantern Hall this Saturday, 8 p.m. Castle Black is on at 10. It's at 52 Harrison Place. Thank you for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. And come to my show on Monday, January 29th at the Footlight, where I am doing a game show called Who's More Annoying? I've got three couples, and we are going to vote on which couple is the most annoying, and they get a free dinner. So it's going to be a very, very exciting night. And then uh, also on Monday um, after that, on Thursday, February 1st, we're going to have first Thursdays at the well with three bands, but I also want to remind you to stay tuned because you know who's on after this? It's amazing. It's Elon, the great Elon. You haven't met Elon, have you? He's, no. he's awesome and he does this really good show, Lost and Rewound. He's a really funny and really smart guy and his show's all about, um, you know, he tapes and talking to people and stories and stuff like that. So, uh, you should really, you should really, really stay and listen to him. And um, just thanks for being here.